Hey, what's up, y'all? This is the head solutionary, Maj Ray from Black Guns Matter, and you're listening to Southern Fried Philosophy. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the HB5 Studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, He's 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. He is the silver-tongued one. That's right. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! I was trying to figure out who the music was by. My favorite. My wife had a crush on him for several years. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the uh, podcast this week. Uh, you can find us out at SFP Radio on Twitters and also Instagram, uh, Southern Fried Philosophy on Facebook, www.southernfriedphilosophy.com. And we're actually proud to say we actually have some content up now. Yeah, buddy. 27 episodes in. No. Hey, welcome to episode 31. 31, sir. 31. That's probably about my IQ after talking to my daughter this week. So <laughs> she's on spring break. So thanks for everyone listening. Also, we do have a Patreon link. We've had several people ask how they Ooh, can con- contribute. Uh, to helping us expand the podcast, we can uh, you can go to patreon.com slash SFP radio. So, Biggin, what's going on, buddy? Well, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. How you be doing? Man, I'm great. I, you know, I, I didn't know if this was in the uh, file under um, what burns my biscuits mm-hmm. or, you know, just I'm, I'm doing great. So I'm going to file it under doing great because every time you can <laughs> laugh, sure. it's awesome. It's a good so, day, right? So uh, today... Uh, though me and the missus had to go down to the post office, which is always a enjoyable um, Who doesn't trip. love going to the post office? Just about as much you like going to bank the bank on a Friday, right? You know, right at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, so we go. We venture on down to the uh, post office. You know, we made pre made our appointments. Like I texted you last night. Yeah. So, <laughs> or, so what for? Are you gonna let everybody know? Yeah, we're, uh, my wife bought. Uh, um, trip for us to Ireland for my one-year anniversary for, for heart transplant. So this will be pretty exciting. We're going to go over to the Emerald Isle and nice. um, probably hopefully see some potato patches that uh, <laughs> my, my ancestors before they came over to the States. But yeah, we're going over there and we're going to enjoy a, a good week over there. So it should be a good, pretty good trip. Nice. So um, yeah, we go to the post, uh, the passport office and, you know, wait and finally get in and we sit down, or I had my photo taken ahead of time. Oh, because uh, you went to the old CVS, got it all done, taken care. Oh, did you know they they pulled down the uh, the uh, the the background in front of the beer cooler? It's you know? so high tech. Yeah, so you have a you know an ad behind you says you know Budweiser on, on special, and then they pull down the little uh, screen to take your picture. All right. So uh, yeah, I had my photo. I was I was proactive. <laughs> I took mine like two weeks ago. Nice. So uh, we we did that and. Um, she didn't do that. She kept Mm-mm. on putting it off, you know, mm-hmm. putting it of off. Course. So we go to the post office and, uh, uh, the guy doing the post office inspection, <laughs> so has, you know, do you have your photo? No, I mm-hmm. plan on getting it here. So we, uh, she gets, you know, to the screen and taking it. Well, 
My wife has this thing with she cannot take a picture with her eyes open. <laughs> so we sat there. Are you kidding? Sat there. Every time it flashed, she'd close her eyes. Just you know, just and then <laughs> preemptive she, eyes. Then all shut. The, yeah, then all of a sudden she had it timed correctly, so it was it was automatically shut. So uh it, it guess how many pictures it took to finally get one. I'm gonna oh I wish we had Jeremy. We could do an over under. I'm gonna say fifteen. You're pretty close. Seventeen. Oh wow. So so this guy I'm like, man, he and of course he made the comments like he said, What's the record? He goes, thirty four. Um I was like, Really? Because yeah, because I was I was kinda upset, you know, after thir- after thirty four. I was like, So you're only halfway upset today that my wife took so long. So that was that was that was our laugh of the day. And my me and our my four year old was right there beside me and she was laughing with me. She didn't know what she was laughing about, of course. <laughs> of course. But, but uh she was laughing with me. We were dying and cracking up my wife and cracking up the post office guy. You know, usually yeah. those guys have such dry humor because they're, they're used sure. to dealing with so many people. So, so was, did the postal guy go postal? <laughs> well, it was a happy postal. Okay. So <laughs> That's good. He, he was pretty cool. But, nice. Uh, yeah, that was our laugh of the day. Very so cool. So how you be doing, buddy? I'm good. Uh, of course, getting back in, having to deal with some stuff. I think I posted on our Instagram just how much laundry we have. Like it's the never ending story as an adult. Like we just constantly are doing laundry at this point. And, um, uh, Papa Biggin is on his way to move up to, uh, Concord where we're at. And, uh, so I had to go by his house today to get an inspection done. So that, you know, we're, we're heading down Thursday. We're recording this on Wednesday. So we're recording, we're leaving on Thursday. So I had to get the inspection done today. So I want to give a shout out to Gary Hudkins from uh, National Property Inspectors. Uh, inspections did a great job. He listened to the show. So shout out to you, Gary. I told you cool. I'd give you a shout out. So and by the way, he loved the last episode. So I appreciate that. Um, so I had to do that. While, while I was gone, um, my wife uh, got uh, a visitor uh, that we talked about, you and I have talked about. And it's the um, – we, we – we call him Blaine, but his actually his name is actually Michael, I think, <laughs> and he's the guy that is uh, dealing with our squirrels. So, the big and squirrel the pa- the, saga, the pacifist uh, exterminator, the pacifist exterminator, right? Um, so he had to come back because those dang squirrels are are, are at it again, man. So I'm going to actually have my wife talk to us about oh, Lord. The, about what uh, what Michael or Blaine has been up to. So let me go ahead and get her on the line. I like Blaine better. All right. yeah. I have a whole picture in my head of Blaine, the character that I've made. This is the Squirrel Terminator Hotline. <laughs> so uh, I introduced you saying that uh, we've had squirrel issues again. So we, I, I was out, so I did not get the latest segment of Blaine slash Michael. So can you give our listeners a little bit of history and what the what the update from him was today? Oh, man. I don't even know where to begin, except that I really, really despise squirrels. I used to think they were so cute, Mm -hmm. but they are really just the bane of my existence. And anytime I hear them or see them, I have this like visceral reaction to just want to kill them. And I'm a pretty nice person and don't really think these evil thoughts towards anyone. But these furry little creatures just really know how to push my I want to kill you button. And we talked about it before that the squirrels are just a, r- a rat with a good PR guy. So Totally. That's, that's... Totally. So we've had um Blaine. I think we should just continue to call him Blaine. I like, um, I like Blaine. For anonymous sake. 
Blaine come out multiple times. He's with uh, the Wildlife Division of a pretty reputable company. Just to be clear, he's coming out to our house. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I'm. I don't know if he's come out in other ways, but I have my suspicions there. We'll have to check. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to check the webs for that. Um, I really, actually, don't want to check the webs. I do not want to know what his profile looks like. Uh, So we've had him come out a couple of times because we just have these squirrels that are relentless. And uh, I think we mentioned, I think it was the Valentine's Day show of all shows to talk about squirrels. Yeah. That uh, he was just a pacifist, you know, didn't want to kill them. Uh, And, you know, kind of explained to me in his most um, feminine, redneck, lispy voice that... It's not their fault. You know, they just got teeth and they got to chew on things. And, you know, I'm just like, I don't care if it's a squirrel's fault, if it's your fault. I don't really care. It's just a problem and I need you to take care of it. No questions asked. You know, do what you got to do. Like, I won't report you to like PETA, you know, do you kill the squirrels or just make them disappear, you know, like. And in the harbor, I don't care. Just make them go away. Well, and and to give some background, we had uh, him come out and put some stuff up. A squirrel has uh, ate through our gutter guards. Then they ate through the gutter. Then they ate through a a piece of thick metal. And then they went through wire mesh. And then they made a hole on the inside of the attic. So there's there's a squirrel that is just vicious, ferocious, whatever you want to say. Just just kudo, yeah. Cujo yeah. squirrels. I mean, I think he's just like a frat boy that will do, you know, anything to get in there and party with a bunch they're, of nuts. Trying, I don't really know. Nuts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just a squirrel looking for a nut, man. Um and, and when he came out, you know, like the first or second time, I mean, this is probably trip number three or four. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Um, he told me that this wire, you know, that he's never that mesh that you're talking about, that he's never had a squirrel go through that. And so today when he came out, he told me it was like the squirrels just one for the records. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, leave it to us to have like the record breaking squirrel that eats through a gutter, which Blaine has never seen that happen before eats through the, the mesh. So he told me that he set another trap. So the squirrel can hopefully get out that he's going to get out and look for food and water in the next couple of days and not be able to get back in. And then he's going to triple mesh it. So mm. Not one, not two, but three wires, and we're going to hope for the best. And then he, he also told me this story about, <laughs> uh, you know, being the good country boy that he is, that he just used to go squirrel hunting all the time. And, oh, that's the dog, uh, if you hear her. Um, and he used to go squirrel hunting all the time. And, She's barking at uh, squirrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, squirrel patrol alert here. That or the UPS guy, um, and that he that him and his buddies in college would just sit out back. Yeah, buddies, mm-hmm. air quotes that you can't see, uh, would sit outside and just like take out squirrels. He was like, we didn't have a squirrel problem, mm-hmm. and he was telling me about that one of his neighbors at an apartment complex. So I'm like, are you shooting <laughs> squirrels? At your apartment complex? Because I was envisioning, like, you know, someone with a farm or something. Right. But, no. 
at his apartment complex. So he's picking them off on a porch. Lone sniper a- style. <laughs> at an apartment complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently uh, this lady, I think she said her name was Tina, uh, from New York City. Uh, <laughs> she called the cops on them for shooting the squirrels. <laughs> And he was like, you know, we had our airsoft rifle, and there wasn't nothing them cops could do. <laughs> <laughs> I Jesus. really have blames that listing because I'm really not making fun of him, but it's just so funny. Like, and I'm trying to like keep a straight face. Mm. And if you know me, like my face tells everything that I'm possibly <laughs> thinking. So I'm like, be cool, be cool, be cool. Don't show you're crazy. Um, and so. Anyway, so they called the cops on him. The cops couldn't do anything. And then, oh, my God, I see one of those squirrels right now. He's, like, (laughs) sunbathing on the porch. I just saw the tree limb go. And that little joker, I'm telling you, he is laid out on his belly. (laughs) And I hope he's just chilling. I hope he's actually just sulking about not being able to get back in the attic. I hope he left. Maybe his friend friend is stuck in the attic. He's waiting for his friend to come out. Squirrel hotline, come rescue me. Come hook a brother up. Anyway, so back to Blaine, squirrel hunting. So Tina called the cops. They weren't happy about that. So some of his, now I, it wasn't me, but some of my friends, and I'm like, mm-hmm, of course, not you. Every good story they, starts out with it wasn't yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> and so uh, they skinned the squirrels that they killed. Oh, no. And put them on her front porch and put them on her like doorknob, like the skins of the dead squirrel. No wonder he's a pacifist now. (laughs) So I don't know if he's like converted, you know, to Mm -hmm. something where he's like save the animals now. But I'm like, I need that that blame Mm -hmm. that wanted to kill the squirrels. I need that blame to come back and take care of the squirrels at this house. Mm. That's awful. (laughs) <laughs> and then he also told me to tell you okay. that uh, what you need to do is you just need to get some bird seed and sprinkle it. I mean, he did say sprinkle. I'm not even kidding. That, that Any grown a, man that says sprinkle. That's a culinary term. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I think. I, I think he was thinking about like sprinkles and cupcakes. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle it at the bottom of the hill. Mm. And he was like, the squirrels will just come to it. And he was like, you just sit there and you just pop them off. <laughs> I don't think he said pop off. I think that was my, my uh, thoughts. But... I was really hoping pop off would be him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So mm. what we're going to do is mm. uh, we've got that one-way trap set. So hopefully they'll just leave and mm-hmm. never, ever, ever come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, next week we're gonna call him, and he's gonna come back over to Patton Manor. I mean, he's he's still there chilling. Um, he's gonna come back to Patton Manor and seal up all the holes that they've done, and hopefully that will be the end mm-hmm. of the squirrel drama. Mm-hmm. But I just have this feeling in my heart of hearts that this oh, is just like no. this is just like the third chapter in mm-hmm. like you know Lord of the Rings, like a ninety chapter book. It'll just be like Lord of the Squirrels. There, there you go. Nice. Well, we'll do our best on that. But thanks for uh, giving us the uh, big and squirrel saga update. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. Fix it, Jesus, please. <laughs> Jesus, take the squirrel. Say hi to Chip and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, babe. I appreciate it. Yeah, I wish. I, I hope I have no more stories to tell real soon. <laughs> <laughs> All Bye, right. Bye, guys. See you later. Thanks. 
this the saga continues as as Puffy says. Yeah, this is the uh, worst squirrel encounter of the century. It seems like so. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. All right, so um, one other thing that happened this week was we we actually did a video called Southerners Eating Indian Snacks. Oof. So um, we we detailed the. Uh, fun trip to India that I had for a month long um, <clears throat> a while back uh, on the last episode. And then while I was there, they actually gave me some snacks that we could try out on our own. There is a, a really popular um, video, YouTube video out there about uh, Irelanders. Man, is, How do you even say that? Ireland, people from Ireland. What are they, uh, yeah, Irelanders? Irish. Ir- the <laughs> Irish, oh, that, that's probably smart. But no, it's, but there's several different videos. There's like, right. you know... Uh, English people trying American food mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So there's different segments. So we thought we'd do the, the two Southerners trying Indian food. Right. Indian and, snacks. And so uh, we, we tasted several snacks. Some of them didn't end out as as, as best as I wanted them to. Yeah, and we, we depend upon how this uh, how this video goes. We may end up doing a uh, – trying an Indian beer. <laughs> <laughs> there's several different brands. But, yeah, we're uh, trying to – we're going to have a uh, YouTube channel set up pretty soon. Okay. So we'll uh, people can check that out on our YouTube channel, and we'll have that post also in the show notes. So I'll go back and do that once we have our, our uh, YouTube channel set up. But, yeah, we're, we're busy editing editing that and taking out the gross moments, <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassing moments, which is probably a lot of those. But Yeah, it'll, look, it'll be, it was like a 45-minute video. It'll go cut down to be like 15 seconds. There's a lot of crap. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. I'm sure we'll do more of those as we, we see fit. Yeah. I'm sure I'll come back with some snacks from Ireland once we get that. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I've got uh, I've reached out to a couple of buddies of mine from England. Also, hopefully they'll send us a care package. Nice. So, that'd be great. Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll keep on the bandwagon and do our own. That's right. That's right. <laughs> cool. So um, you posted a question of the week not long ago about the the songs that have the best intro. Right. What what we mean by that is something that the average public probably could recognize that song. Mm-hmm. Something that's not so obscure, like off off of a an album from nineteen sixty three, a one hit wonder that really never got any radio play. We're talking about stuff that. Kind of, kind of cross generational. Yeah, I mean, it could be a song that you hear like at a, a football game, a basketball game, a quinceanera, uh, a quinceanera. Yep, <clears throat> um, all kinds of different options, um, but instantly you hear those those songs. So we are going to provide like the top ten. I guess our, it's our top ten. It's our top yeah, ten. I mean, I'm sure there'll be placements and other. There's also some songs on there that we probably need to. You know, maybe trim off and maybe add some others, but yeah. this is kind of out of the list that we compiled. We we went through and picked ten of them that right. we felt that everyone probably could recognize in a few bars. So. Yeah, and uh, just want to say shout out to all the people that replied oh, yeah. on Facebook. There yeah, was like seventy three comments, I think. So that's right. And that's um, on my own personal page, which we shared on nice. SFP on the Southern Fry Philosophy uh, Facebook page, also. But yeah, so check check on every week. We're trying to do kind of a, a question of the week on the on our Southern Fry Philosophy podcast Facebook page, and just kind of get some interaction because. One thing we love is you know culture and music, where wherever we can apply that, and our food also, you know, wherever we can apply that and questions and kind of interaction, we love that. So I love the fact that you think we're cultured. <laughs> well, yeah, we, I guess we need to redefine that word. So. <laughs> All right, so the the first one out of the gate, uh, we're just going to play it and yeah. see if you guys uh, know what, what song that is. This is the number number one or number this is 10? number ten by the way. Number ten, okay. Yeah. Casey 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 some hot Casey Casey no. Number 10. (laughs) 
Probably one of the longest intros of a song, too. Wow. See, I would think, like, this is probably why it's 10. Yeah. It it's just got so the pan flute. Yeah, it's got the pan flute. So, so anyway, for anyone listening, that's Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll skip on to number nine. So. Yeah, that, we won't even get to the, yeah, the good intro just, part of it. I'm already, I'm already ready to... I'm falling asleep. Is it 420? Because <laughs> every time I listen to this song. It's four, what? 420. All right. We time. Okay. All right, so there you go. So that's uh, that's number 10. Good. Yeah, that's that's a good call, this number 10. Good gracious. All right, so here's the next one. We've used this as our intro song before, um, so see if you can pick it up. This is my mother-in-law's theme song. <laughs> Actually, this is number one. <laughs> this is number one. <laughs> I got this out of order a little bit. So, Anyway, so number one on the list is this Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the number nine song that we have on the, on the top ten list. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, how could you not know this mm-hmm. one? I bet some of your co-workers in India probably even know this one. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet child of mine by Guns N' Roses. There it is. Such a good song, man. It is. What does that bring you back to? Uh, let's see. The end of middle school. You know, mm. the, the summertime middle school. Always uh, kind of brought me back to that yeah uh also kind of following the same uh, same band is our number eight song so here's uh here's old number eight mm-hmm. yep gnr baby paradise city i think this uh this brings me back to cut off t-shirts yes and uh, trying to grow your hair out and wear bandanas everywhere. <laughs> so. I don't know how their I don't know how their new tour did. I think it was just a couple couple gigs, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's um, Axel looks horrible. I heard Axel like he just can't hit those notes anymore. Yeah. So they got to turn turn it all down like a couple of <laughs> octaves. I bet. to get to it. Yeah, so mm. he's kind of spent. <laughs> All right, so uh, speaking of that, let's go ahead and go to the next one. Numero seven. All right, here's this one. It's a long intro one, too. It is, too, yeah. This is a 1970s Aerosmith. Yeah. Dream on. (laughs) I'm already asleep on that one. All right, moving on to number six. <laughs> this Only is one of my down. personal favorite ones. Uh, Turn it up. I'm just going to let this go for a little bit. This is uh, this should be the theme song for every Southern party. Oh, yeah. And Northern party. We'll let them play. <laughs> I 
there's nothing better. There's I mean, nothing how, better how can that. that song not put a smile on your face? Yeah. Number five. Here we go. I remember my parents telling me this was devil worship music. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did the guy ever come to your church and play the album backwards? No. Oh, yeah. He played it back and was like, scribble, 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 scribble. <laughs> Listen to this. It says Satan loves you, little children. Yeah. Did he really? Oh yeah. That and a couple other songs. Oh my gosh. Thunderstruck by ACDC. Yeah, we've used this as our intro song before. What a great song as well. Oh, this gets your this is good driving music for road rage. Yeah, you're not you know you're not lying on that one. You put this in like on a trip to Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you cut two hours off your driving time, and you got to call insurance when you get there. Cause you, you know, <laughs> you forgot that you're in the car. You're going to need some new tires because you just tore that road off. <laughs> that's right. Call Tire Rack. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Here we go. I just got to kind of keep it going. If I'm not mistaken, this song was in the, one of my all-time cult favorite movies of the 1980s, a Stephen King movie. You seen that one? Mm-mm. I don't know. I can't remember the title now, but it had Emilio Estevez in it. It's where the, the maximum overload huh. or overdrive when the trucks and machinery, a comet passed, and the trucks started attacking people and killing them. <laughs> it was a really good movie. That sounds almost as good as the uh, tor- the tornado with the sharks in it. Sharknado? Sharknado. <laughs> it was a little bit better than Sharknado. So. so do you know what number we're on? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go with four, maybe three, somewhere around there. So here's the next one. Can you get this one? Of course. This is what every song, every kid who plays drums tries to play when they start (laughs) crossing over to rock. Is this it? Yeah. Highway to Hell by ACDC, baby. Yep. And and for those that uh, may not have been uh, given the poison or the uh, propaganda, ACDC was supposed to stand for Against Christ Devil's Children. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that speech. Yeah. 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 I, I think it was just... If this is your first episode turning in, we both come from evangelical childhoods. And we're not saying that's wrong. We're just saying that there's a lot of misinformation that we grew up with, that, you know, a lot yeah. of fear tactics. Yeah. So. At least for at least for where I came from, there's a lot of uh, you got to burn your CDs if you have secular music. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's, the, that's, oh, the, yeah. that's where the devil enters in. So yeah, I think it was probably more of that Playboy channel that was scrambled. If yeah, you I get, were to get a little squiggly line, yeah, yeah, that's where that's where the devil entered. Well, that and Skinamax because everybody oh. had the free trial. <laughs> that that one week of free yeah. trial, all the kids, all the little yeah. teenage boys are like, "Yes, free trial." Week. It's, 11, it's 11 p.m. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get another one on the list. Is it like I think I think it like basically all the intro songs are all done by uh, Guns N' Roses, so we'll go with three. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Two, one, two, three, four. That was a, a major switch from Highway to Hell to Patience. Yep. <laughs> But you know, plus is one of the only intro songs out there that has whistling. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, wasn't there like another like '80s rock band that started out with whistling? That was a 
Is it like I'm, a love song? I, 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 yeah, there is. I just can't think of it. Yeah. one of those one-handed wonders. But the other uh, I wish would have been a little bit more popular is the Andy Griffith theme song that had whistling. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Opie, <laughs> I love me some Andy Griffith. Yeah, this is Patience by GNR or Guns N' Roses. Yeah, like almost everyone is basically just get the hit, hits of uh, Guns N' Roses, and yep. you have the, the best intro songs ever. That's right. Oh goodness! All right, so we'll uh, we'll switch it up, and here is a different one that's not from Guns N' Roses, uh, coming in at number two. And I'll be honest with you, I've never even heard this song. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we may have re- we may have rated this one wrong. But, <laughs> no, this I mean, it's a recognizable song for people that. May have uh, followed the, or you know, let's kind of listen to classic rock a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and they're listening to classic rock due to their parents, but this mm-hmm. is War Pig by Black Sabbath, so probably they're one of their more famous songs. I was really hoping for a Neil Diamond song. Oh, I love me some Hey Neil Caroline, Diamond. I mean, yeah, yeah it probably works. <laughs> Why don't you throw that in there? We'll see how that mixes up. Everybody knows that if you go to a baseball game, yeah, yeah. no doubt. All right, I'm kind of done with this one. All right, in the number one, this is the number one song. This is an intro song. Are you ready? On the top ten, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Aye, aye, aye. See, everybody knows that. We use this a few times on our intro music. Bring you in. Randy Rhodes on guitar before he died. <laughs> well, I wouldn't think it would be after he died. Look at him po- yeah, <laughs> posthumous, posthumously. Oh, all right. Well, all right, man. Thanks, thanks for everyone submitting those. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Those, uh, those answers to that question. Stay tuned for next week's. Uh, next week's question will be actually favorite songs from the roller rink back Ooh, in the day. The roller rink. Yeah, I think most of our demographics probably uh, our age and probably ten years mm-hmm. younger um, is what we're seeing. So there should be some interesting or interesting answers right there, I think, on the roller rink. Because you got couples dance, you had singles yeah. dance. By the way, I could never roller skate. I just went there to see really? if I could like talk to a girl, which I ended up like sitting on the corner of the wall by myself. <laughs> Imagine that. So I was the guy that was hugging the wall trying to skate around. Yeah, I tried that a couple of times and after after eating eating high a couple of times <laughs> I just decided like, my skating career is over. Yeah, so. no, that, that makes sense. Plus, you come home with some gnarly foot fungus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear your roller rink stories oh, uh, for next week. Um, all right, so one of the things I do want to ask is it's getting to be springtime. And uh, what are some of your favorite spring traditions that you have at the Mojo household? Well, um, I think uh, baseball. And, hmm. uh, you know, I think that officially kicks off the season for me personally, mm-hmm. because there's nothing like the, that you go to a, a baseball field for the first time. And here in the South, of course, I can't speak for people in the North because, you know, Yankees open up or Cubs open up. They're still in like 20 degree weather, you know, but yeah, uh, for here in the South, I mean, <laughs> here in the South is when the, you know, the flowers are starting to bud and the trees are starting to bud Yeah, and you get that fresh cut grass smell. You get the, uh, the smell of a, uh, Grease on a baseball, oil on a rosin on a bat. Okay, there's different things like that. You put grease on a baseball? <laughs> well, hand grease. You know? <laughs> but um, I'm sure there's probably some people put some secret stuff in there to make it get a little extra curve on the ball, All right? right. You know? But uh, that you know the the guy yelling uh, hot dogs and mm-hmm. cold beer. That's, mm-hmm. that's always kind of one of those things that symbolizes spring for me. Um, 
Also, cookouts. Mm. This is when you, I mean, everyone kind of ventures out in the backyard and cook out. You may not cook out at your house at night, but you, I guarantee you can smell it. Mm-hmm. Somebody's doing it somewhere. Yeah. So that's that's another sign. Yeah. And then, you know, Easter, got Easter coming up. So yeah. uh, you got the kids dressing up. Pastel and, colors. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can officially wear white again, I guess. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I think, mm. I think that's what it is. I had no clue on that. I wear a white year-round on <laughs> my pants, so... <laughs> Yeah. You wear your white hot pants. Yeah, my white skinny jeans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are, those are kind of like the signs. I think it kind of yeah. do it for me for spring. Hmm. Um, how about you? I think the the one sorry the one and only uh, spring tradition that we have. Uh, well, obviously we do the Easter thing. Um, this this year we'll be packing Papa Biggin up. So that's mm-hmm. our. Hopefully that won't be a tradition that we start. Uh, <laughs> but the one thing that we do every year is um, the Derby Party, the Kentucky Derby Party, right. It's a big thing. Obviously, if you don't even know about horse racing, you know about Kentucky. Yeah, about the Kentucky that. Derby. So the, hat, the hats and bourbon. Yep. The hats and the bourbon. Being a fan of Kentucky and bourbon, not so much the hats. Uh, it's a almost a trifecta on that one. Yeah, you don't you don't have a big hat, do you? Um, no, okay. I, I got a big head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would lead to a big hat, probably. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, so we always do a Kentucky Derby party at the house. We bring out the good food. I got, I got invited to my last one last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be back. Uh, but that's always like the kickoff for us. Um, we love the, the food, bring hmm. like all the, the, uh, Kentucky type food. What, so what are so some forth. Kentucky type food? Uh, well, you got the Kentucky hot brown, mm-hmm. which is, uh, if you don't know what it is, it's just a toast or uh, sometimes a biscuit. Uh, if you're feeling really fancy, you can use a croissant, mm-hmm. uh, then, uh, Ham, mm-hmm. turkey, mm-hmm. Uh, cheese, mm-hmm. uh, then bacon, mm-hmm. and then you cover that with more cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. So, bam, there so, you go. So it's kind of like a really high end SOS. Right. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Uh, my wife does the um, oh, we call it Benedictine salad or Benedictine spread. That's mm-hmm. just uh, cucumbers, onions, cream cheese. Mm-hmm. We do that in in memory of my mom. She mm-hmm. always loved that, so we do that. Uh, country ham, like the Oof. good country ham, not mm-hmm. like the city ham. Right. Uh, country ham biscuits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do derby pie. We do a drunk derby pie with bourbon in it. And so, and then um, you do big, then you do a big one with a derby pie drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all kinds of fun, fun things. Yeah. There'll be other things that we throw in there as well. So. Um, always good food. Just oh, absolutely. Always a great food. Well, that's a good time. Of course, that's, we're here in the South. you got to have good food. Yeah, and yeah. fastest two minutes in sports. So <laughs> It's crazy how, how how much of a buildup it is. You yeah. Know? Like the Masters at least last four days. Yeah. But by the way, did you watch the Masters? Yeah, I did. I watched fun, some of right? it. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy it. Like, I don't usually watch it, but. Everybody, everybody I think you can be a, a golf hater, mm-hmm. but like, like to watch the Masters because it's just, <laughs> it's such a beautiful course. Yeah. You know, it's, it's historic and yeah. I mean, just as majestic, to be honest with you, because. Here in North Carolina, where we're at, we we still barely had leaves coming on the trees, and then right. Augusta was just full blue, yeah, all the azaleas right. and everything. So it's just a beautiful course. But uh, yeah, it was interesting the first day though because they had the, the the tropical winds coming in, <laughs> the storm front moved through, and uh, it was like fifty five mile an hour per, per uh, mile per hour winds. So it was it was an interesting interesting first first yeah. match. So. Yeah, we got a, a mutual friend that uh, his wife will not let him watch golf except for the Masters, and then she sits down and watches it with them. So. I was at his house on Sunday, <laughs> nice. church, bottling beer. Nice. So, yeah. Good deal. So, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of our, our spring traditions right there. Yeah. That, well, I guess maybe we can try to mint some more. Yeah, maybe. Like, like bikini car washes for you and I, fund, oh, yeah. fundraising. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. 
Yeah, we should say like if you don't want us to do a bikini car wash, you should donate. Oh, we, we start out in a bikini, <laughs> and then we'll add clothes more than more than donate. So. There you go. All right, so you said that you have a uh, list that you want to share about the best yeah, um, chicken places. There's a magazine, Southern Culture Magazine, out, which is probably one of the better ones. It's a modern day uh, Southern Culture Magazine, which coincidentally your wife got me turned on to. <laughs> um, it's called Garden and Gun. Yeah, and it's a, a magazine that basically encompasses everything from food to what we like here. It's our food, yeah, and our guns to uh, just culture i mean everything from woodworking to, i mean it's just a fascinating magazine i find mm-hmm. so yeah they uh garden and gun came out with their uh, uh their bucket list for chicken fried chicken restaurants hmm. so <coughs> um i'm not gonna go through all the states here so what would you uh pick a state here here in the south that's good for fried chicken yeah i'll i'll, I'll give you a few we'll start with north carolina yeah okay um north carolina there's a place called uh uh, Beasley's uh, Chicken and Honey. It's out of Raleigh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, their chicken is brined, so it's, it's always going to be moist. In <laughs> <laughs> <That'll laughs> bits of fried goodness. Um, here in, actually, here in Charlotte, we have uh, Price's Chicken Coop, which mm-hmm. is just a. I've heard great things about uh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, it, you better get there early. It's, you know, cash only joint, but yeah, that you get some, you get some good tasty vittles from, uh, Price's Chicken Coop. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Asheville's on the list several times. Uh, Rhubarb Cafe, um, New Bridge Cafe. They, they've also made the list, too. And let's see what else we got here. This is uh, Chicken Fried by Zach Brown, <coughs> by the way. Gotcha. South Carolina, which is my home state. Mm-hmm. Um, Charleston enter, enters the uh, the uh, the list several times. Sean Brock, Brock's Restaurant, who's a famous Southern chef, mm. <coughs> who... Uh, Owns Husk, um, is made the list. Uh, Leon's Oyster Shop, which hmm. I, I've never heard of that one, so I have to check that out next time we're there. Martha Lou's Kitchen, also out of uh, out of Charleston. OJ's Diner uh, is out of Greenville, near my hometown. I hope it's not the actual OJ. Actually, ironically, their um, their sign <coughs> there's a big knife on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, only, <laughs> only thing only thing he's missing is the gloves. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, but it's been there forever. So, oh K- my gosh, Kentucky. Okay, here we go. Uh, Beaumont Inn. Hmm, never heard of that. Uh, Bryant's Pick and Pack Supermarket. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, by the way. That Chick- does not shock. Chicken me. King of Louisville. Hmm. No. Dasha Barber's Southern Bistro mm-hmm. in Louisville. No. Greyhound Tavern, Fort Mitchell. No. Indy's Fast Food Restaurant in Louisville and Lexington. No. Merrick Inn, Lexington. I've heard of Merrick Inn. I have not, no. <coughs> uh, Milkwood, which is in Louisville. Okay. Save-A-Lot Southland <laughs> Drive. No, no? No. Not ringing a bell. Shirley's Ma- Shirley May's Cafe, Louisville. No. Wallace Station, Versailles. Hmm. Versailles. So here's the here's the thing on Versailles. Versailles. They'll, there'll be an argument of it's Versailles is how they say it, but if you say Versailles, they... That's fancy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like French. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyone who has anyone would like to see the list. I'll put it up on our show notes. But uh, it's called Garden and Guns Bucket List. Mm-hmm. You got to go to your state now. They don't include anything um, uh, past the past the. Uh, I'm sorry, what we would consider out of the South. So okay. you have Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, 
which I don't, Maryland's, Maryland's really, not. Yeah, it's a neutral state. No. Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and West Virginia. So huh. that's basically uh, who has it. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll include that. I love fried chicken. So. so let's talk a little bit about fried chicken yeah. here, if you don't mind. So there is a – so one thing I want to talk about, fried chicken. So I noticed there is a, a thing going on with the fast food restaurants. So like Hardee's. Mm-hmm. KFC, there's another one. They're like doing like McDonald's gold. actually. McDonald's, like there's either like you're either going buttermilk, like fried deep fried buttermilk uh, chicken. Then there's like hot chicken, like um, Nashville hot chicken, Nashville mm-hmm. hot chicken. Now there's a Georgia golden chicken. I, I saw which that. I don't know how they got golden because that's a South Carolina thing. So I have no yeah. idea about that. And then um, I saw hot hot golden from mm-hmm. Zaxby's or something like that. Like. Mm. There is just like is it? It's just fried chicken, and they just pour a sauce on it. All right, that's the only difference between those. Yeah, because uh, Na- Nashville hot chicken is just a hot sauce, so- like a technical hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, the the golden chicken is just a, a mustard base mm-hmm. barbecue sauce, which is Carolina style. Or, uh, and I'm not sure what the other ones. I mean, basically, basically yeah. it's just a rip off. I yeah, mean, I know it's, it's just frustrating. Do you, do you the, like fried chicken? I love fried chicken. All right. Um, what constitutes good fried chicken to you? Uh, and I think we've had this discussion before, but it's it, you crispy. I don't want it overly yeah. overly breaded, but I want it like you know just perfect. You know, right. like not too much, not too little. I want to ha- bite into that and have the like grease like drip down a little bit. And and this could be probably heretical, so I'm sorry if you'll shoot me. I like it a little sweet. Okay, so all right. um, like a, a, like a Chick Fil A batter. Like well, yeah, like the Chick Fil A batter. I'll actually put. On a Chick Fil A biscuit uh, in the morning, I'll put some honey on it. And, I haven't tried that yet, I'm and to that's kind that. of my jam. Yeah. So now you got to put a lot in it because that that biscuit will suck it up because it's dry as a bone. So I tell you what, Chick Fil A does not Ooh. have the biscuits down. No, and by the way, they don't do pork either. Like, have you tried their sausage? What is it? It's na- it's mush. Like it's, it's not pork. Or they just I mean, don't. It, they is, don't okay. it is pork. I don't know. But it's they like just nasty. They could be trick. They could be tricking us with turkey sausage. They so. could be, but it is nasty. Don't <laughs> and and people swear by it. They love it, but. Mm, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, I think I'd rather go to the old Bojangles, I guess, mm-hmm. if I had to go to a fast yeah. food sausage. But, yeah. Now, I'll tell you, they uh, they do it right with their bre- breakfast burritos. Oh, yeah. They, I, I, think, I like them. Yeah. They're all right. I agree with you. So We, we need to do a, a top, uh, like a, a a Final Four countdown of, like, breakfast places. Mm. That's what we should do on the mm. show. I think so too. All right. Anyway, be good. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. say, so we'll set that up. Um, all right. So that's the, that's my question yeah. on on chicken. What about you? What's your what's your chicken? Oh, um, are, well, are you a leg or breast or thigh? What you like? Mm, I can't say that on the show. Um, for chicken wise, for chicken wise, I I like I like the leg that I could just you know pick it up with a hand and eat it. Right. The breast, you know, you got to have a fork with it. Right. I feel like. Um, Here's a question though: Cold or hot? It just depends on the situation. Mm. So, I mean, picnics cold. I think we discussed. I mean, yeah. we discussed okay. that when he was on the show. Uh, but normally hot, but mm-hmm. not like super piping hot. It's got to be kind of that lukewarm. Okay. Because there's nothing like getting a bite of chicken where Ooh. I mean, that's worse than a pizza sore. You mm-hmm. know, where you get that hot yep. melted cheese and it just sticks to your roof of your mouth. So, mm. yeah, that chicken grease, man, it was hot. <laughs> Whoa, buddy! Hey, but, buddy! Uh, yeah, that, I'm telling you, that first perfect bite. I don't care what cut of meat it is but mm-hmm. that first perfect bite where you bite it and you're, you're tugging at the skin you don't want to sure if it's all gonna fall off mm-hmm. 
It's, that's good stuff. But I'm seriously, I like the crispy. That's got to be crispy. Yeah. So yeah, if it just fall, if the whole thing just comes off, I don't like that either. Yeah. The skin. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can just kind of wrestle it back up on there. <laughs> that's just that's it, no fun. And it's never going back like it should. No, it's like it's like trying to put a, a you know something you buy from a, out of a box and try to put it back in the box. It just ain't going back in the same way. <laughs> You're so. right. But yeah, we. Um, I, I have a cast iron skillet just for fried chickens. So mm. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. But. Black skillets matter. That's right. Hashtag. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into our wacky news. You, you got some wacky news for oh, us? Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right, so what you got? First off, this is actually a couple weeks old, but um, I got this is from the New York Daily News, and it's on multiple websites now. But uh, Manhattan uh, Manhattan man arrested at JFK with ten pounds of cocaine strapped to his legs. What the? Have you heard, have you heard the story yet? No. An alleged co- uh, cocaine smuggler was trying to um, get into the airport through the airport customs, uh, but a couple guards actually noticed that his legs were bulging. Like that's Ooh. all he done. All he did was leg day. The gym. So, you've been there. Uh, yeah, I, tr- I hope. Hopefully, I try not to skip leg day. <laughs> yeah, good, cho- good choice of music here. So, um, so this cocaine smuggler, the uh, alleged mm-hmm. cocaine smuggler, uh, Juan Carlos Galan Luperon, a 28 year old Manhattan man arriving at JFK Airport from the DR Dominican Republic, was found with 10 pounds of cocaine taped around his thighs. Hey, buddy, and caps. And uh, I'll try to post a post a picture <laughs> on the website, and also a link to this article. Oh, there's a picture uh, of him. Yeah. Oh, buddy. It looks it looks like uh, a mannequin, basically. Yeah, you know, like you know how like they do the cast stuff. So, uh, um, his pants appear to be rather snug. And oh, yeah, they spoke, are. An agency, agency spokesperson said in a statement, "His cocaine, after it was removed from legs, weighed more, weighed was weighed and judged to be more than one hundred sixty four thousand dollars in street value." Uh, Lupron is expected to face drug smuggling charges in Brooklyn Federal Court. Wow. So, less another day. Uh, don't strap cocaine to your... Maybe spread the 10 pounds to the whole body instead <laughs> of just the legs. Or maybe just go up the uh, the old exit pipe. That's right. The old tailpipe. Keister. Yep. Uh, so, mine is... Um, I don't... I don't... I, I think... There's probably something wrong with her, but uh, we'll just we'll just say that that a uh, woman walking around naked claims she's a mermaid. I don't know if you saw this or not. Yeah, bless her heart. Mermaids do exist in California. A woman with webbed toes identified herself as a mermaid named Joanna after she was found mostly naked walking around around a dirt road in the middle of the night in Fresno County. Uh, a young brunette was wearing only a black sports bra and wet hair when cops found her near Millerton Road in Brighton Crest Drive. Uh, around 3.15 a.m. on Tuesday, uh, she told the cops that she was a mermaid and just uh, just been in the water, but she answered, I don't know, to most of her other questions. Well, she was wet, said, uh, she said uh, she had been in the lake. Uh, she said she needed help and needed to be taken to the hospital, says the Fresno Police Lieutenant Mark Hudson. Uh, we did go through all the records after fingerprinting her and did not come up with anything. Uh, they also are on record, by the way, of saying that there are some strange things that happen up there, and we're, we're, we are in the mountains. So it, she <laughs> she could be a mermaid. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a weird one. 
That'd be like a, my daughter's dream come true that mermaids do exist. <laughs> and she does have webbed feet. So she does have going. For, so she was naked. You said naked, right? Basically, she had except a sports for a sports bra. bra. So right. she just didn't like have anything down low. Well, maybe I, maybe they just don't make mermaid neutral underwear. That you know, could be they grow it. Legs. That could be it. Um, and but where does she get a sports bra from? Like is it just floating around in the water? Maybe mer- like, oh. mermaid. Maybe mermaids wear sports bras. But where do they get them from? Mermaid outlet stores, <laughs> Mermaid Adidas. Yeah. Who knows? Mermaid Mart. <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole article, but uh, I did see in Seattle where they opened up uh, spring uh, spring training or you know the season mm-hmm. uh, the baseball season, um, and some of the new food in the ballpark is grasshoppers and oysters. Uh, you can put fried grasshoppers on a taco and uh, oysters on a po' boy. How, <laughs> how would you like that? No, thank you. I'm going to. Want to pass on? I don't know. Like, um, there is a oyster bar up by the Publix. Mm-hmm. Us, yep. And I forgot what the name of it is. Uh, Blue Oyster or Blue Moon Oyster, I think. Yeah. Let's not get that confused with the gay bar. Uh, <laughs> but they have. You're talking about? Is that the one from uh, Police Academy? <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they have an a fried oyster salad, which, by the way, is fantastic. I didn't think I'd like it. But their fried oysters are legit, so I could I could imagine you know fried oysters there. Well, ironically, there's another news uh, little uh, blog that puts out a list of several things with food, and they just listed uh, the top food items at the baseball stadium. Mm, okay. So I'll just give you a few out of here. All right. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan, so mm. Atlanta Braves just moved into a new um, su- uh, new park this year called mm. SunTrust Park. In the section 311 at the park, you can get Waffle House. What? Yes. Smothered, covered, and chopped? I guess you can have it now at the ballpark. How about it? Yep. So that's, that's actually brilliant, by the way. What? No, I mean, you have... no, well, just think about all the beer that you consume. Sure. And there's nothing better to nothing. absorb all that mm-hmm. than those potatoes and grease, man. Seriously, I, I might be hanging for a little Waffle House after the show. No doubt. So, do, you have, do you have a team you follow? Uh, I do like St. Louis. I like the Cardinals. All right. Well, let me check that out real quick. All right. Now we were there uh, not too awfully long ago uh, at the ballpark, and they had some this giant mound of nachos that looked insane. We didn't get them, but um, they looked really good. The uh, World Series uh, champions of last year, the Chicago Cubs, Wrigley uh-huh. Park. Um, they just they have a new uh, restaurant called Pork and Mindy's. Oh, and I see what they did there. Yeah, yeah I get it. The uh, item there they have is a bow to the pork. It's a bow bun, which is a Chinese steamed bun. Oh, they yeah. actually have a uh, pulled pork on it. Hmm. has daikon, pickled daikon, carrots, and jalapenos on it. So it's supposedly really good. Hmm. And let me see if I can find your St. Louis Cardinals, which is the rivals to the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. So it's a big yeah, they're not They're not good friends. <laughs> no longer good friends. <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals of Bush Stadium actually has the St. Louis dog. So evidently uh, that's all they could come up with was a <laughs> hot dog for St. Louis. But, yeah, it's at the Food Network hot dog bar hmm. there. So um, – We'll maybe kind of pull some more things off this list later on, but uh, I'll post a link also because I tell you what, hot dog, the hot dog vendor or the the uh, restaurants at the ballparks have just gone crazy mm-hmm. with trying to do experimental things. They have yeah. like three pound burgers on Krispy Kreme donut buns, and, good night, um, all kinds of other things. So I'll I'll post this link also on our website or our <laughs> website and also Facebook. Yeah, like at some point you're just like you drink enough beer at the ballpark. Sounds like a good idea. You know, double double header. Yeah. You're like, well, I'll, just, I'll pound a few of those. And then at some point, that idea of the three-pound hamburger comes 
comes to you and say, "Hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to give that a shot." Why not? I have I, I got to eat sometime. But yeah, and then you go. To, speaking of going to the baseball park and drinking beer, mm. you might you have to bring a kid as a deposit now because I mean, oh yeah, it's like nine dollars a beer. Yeah, it's insane. You get, but we go to like the the Charlotte Forty Nine er, not the Forty Nine ers, but the Charlotte, you know, the local one here and. Nights or something. Yeah, the nights and but that you know it's three dollars, so that cuts down a little bit on that. <laughs> it was also triple A teams. I mean, <laughs> you get you get to see people actually care to play, not the millionaires who. Right. Yeah. I got one last uh, story for us here. Okay. Um, this kind of is a fitting for you and your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, based out of North Carolina, there's an ice cream loving squirrel oh, treated to a daily cone. Oh my gosh! That's Again. right. Again. <laughs> This is actually fresh off the press. Oh, no. An ice cream loving squirrel in North Carolina has become a regular customer at a mm. local ice cream shop. Stop it. Uh, owners Scott and Pam Martin of Fantasy Isle Ice Cream and Mini Golf mm-hmm. in Holden Beach said the squirrel named Putter has been visiting <laughs> the store for a daily treat since it first appeared last summer. Mm-mm. According to the couple, Putter lives in a tree above, yeah, the, above the shop and stops in often as twice as twice a day for a special squirrel sized cone. Yeah. So. What kind? What, what kind of flavor you think he's picking up? Rocky I, I think I think he's probably just a straight plain. You think so? Yeah, I think Rocky. Maybe Rocky Road. Yeah, Rocky, Rocky Bullwinkle. Yeah, hmm. it's actually a good, good call. Maybe we should give this uh, this place a call real quick. I think uh, I think we should give them a call. You think so? So we're all right. This is going to be fun. Golf and ice cream. May I help you? It's Teresa. Hey, Teresa. This is Biggin and Mojo from the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fine. I, I think you'd want to talk to Mr. Scott. Hold on a moment. All right. Thank you now. Hello. Hey, Mr. Scott. Uh, this is Biggin and Mojo from the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, we're doing a follow-up on the uh, article from WK, or KAGS and uh, just had a couple of questions if you got time. Okay, sure. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about, about Putter and how that started? I, I can. And which article were you following up on? It's an article from KAG, KAGS or UPI is also a source that we're oh, getting okay. It from. Okay. Hopefully, one of the more positive ones, which most of them have been. Oh, we're, <laughs> there, there's a, you mean there's actually some negative I mean, articles? There's a few of them out there, unfortunately, and I get it too. You know, well, they're not. They're afraid. I've chosen to take sort of a different slant on it. We'll put. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what 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 can I help you with tonight? Well, we're just uh, wondering, like, how it started and uh, and kind of going from there. Okay. Well, as far as we know, about maybe uh, a year and a half or so ago, um, we had a little squirrel in the tree dropping acorns on the golf course. Okay. Our little miniature golf course. And, and one of our former employee, employees um, just nicknamed him or her Putter um, <laughs> because it was kind of a golf-related sure. you know, situation. So, um from that, uh, this little squirrel—I I can't 100% say it's the same squirrel, but you know, it's it's likely—came um, down and just was started getting a little friendly with customers, and ultimately, a lady um, tried to feed her a little bit of, of her cone, and she took the whole cone and went up the tree. <laughs> oh my gosh! So we, you know, she came in and told us about it, and of course, we we replaced her cone and yeah. and, um, and said, you know. We'll see what happens from there. Well, if, from there, she just sort of got gradually a little, a little bit more friendly. And, <laughs> sure. Um, Who wouldn't? But we were way. also concerned that she was eating too much, too much ice cream and too much sweets. <laughs> so um, we began to just break off the bottoms of, of the little cake cones, which are mm. pretty mild, 
and put a little dab of vanilla ice cream on it and feed her a, a little cone a couple of times a day and, and try to ask, when we put a sign out, to ask people that, you know, to introduce her for one thing so nobody uh-huh. would hurt her and um, and ask them not to feed her, that we do try to feed her a little <laughs> treat because that's what she's kind of gotten used to. So um, you're... so that that's sort of how, you know, that the, the little feeding ritual and all of that sort of got started, you know, and um, it's just been sort of a little local thing around our ice cream shop with with, with our customers and 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 our employees and, and some sure. of the local people you know didn't really think much about it i mean you know wildlife just does that from time to time but sure. after wway happened to call the other day from from our local station in wilmington and 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 I asked, could she do a little story on it? And obviously, it's just absolutely exploded. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but, you know, we, we she, she feeds on her normal acorns and forages in the back for her food and, and all of that. She's nesting right now, so I may have some young on the way or already oh, have some. Gotcha. But, um, you know, she, she, that's just what she does. She's just a very friendly little squirrel. Well, that's great. What what yeah. is the uh, the favorite uh, flavor? We we had a uh, vanilla that without a doubt. Oh wow, vanilla. you were right. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking yeah. it was good. We be... actually had a wildlife officer from Pennsylvania call in last night to the shop, and and apparently he had was following it, and he had read some of the you know there were a few people that are concerned about feeding wildlife, us as well. But um, you know, he said, look, it's fine to feed her vanilla. It's not going to hurt her in a little bit of amounts like y'all are doing, but don't. Don't feed her salt or anything like that. Mm. It could be toxic. So, um, that's a good, so, you know, that's that, a was, good that was later. good. That was good advice. But um, we were also kind of pleased that, that vanilla is probably not the worst thing for her to eat in, in small amounts. So that's definitely her favorite. That's good. So. That's good. Yeah, that yeah. we we had a bet on Rocky Road or peanut butter. We didn't know which well, one. Was yeah, going to be. Uh, absolutely. That yeah, we, that we couldn't. Uh, we actually had. Have had people wanting to name ice creams after our, our color peanut putter and oh, uh, squirrel, squirrel tracks instead of moose tracks. <laughs> oh, and, uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, putter putter pecan instead of butter pecan. So I don't know. I just got a, got with my local t-shirt guy and he's making t-shirts. So we'll yeah, see where it all is. Well, but uh, yeah. we're just kind of enjoying it and uh, and trying not to get it more out of hand than it already has. Been, to be honest with you, hey, make, make a few make a few bucks yeah. off the fifteen minutes of fame. That's right. There you go. Well, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Well, I do have one question. Oh, the, the negative articles, articles, were they, like, concerned that you were going to give the squirrel diabetes or something? <laughs> or I don't really know. I, you know, I just, to be honest with you, I, I have, people will call in our friends and say, hey, man, you, you might want to read the article in the News and Observer or, what, you know, whatever. Uh, and I'm like, you know what, just not going to go there because I, I tend to get engaged. And um, <laughs> that's not the best thing to do when you're in business with the public is get <laughs> engaged so uh you have a set I, of, uh, I tend to not read i think it's just more um you know i think we all understand most reasonable people that that feeding wildlife is not the best thing to do sure. um but it's also something that it happens and you know it happened without us knowing about it and it just mm-hmm. sort of you know she's going to eat scraps off the ground and everything else and um you know we're, we're honestly trying to to limit her consumption so that the people out there and we have thousands of people that come um you know to eat ice cream and it, so they won't all feed her you know right. so um sure. so far people have been very respectful of that you know i just think that you know the negativity is is don't feed the wildlife it it becomes humanized and you know it's not good but let's face it guys we we uh we we live in an area with a lot of squirrel we run we, we see them run over mm. in the road we mm. run over them in the road you know, sometimes weekly, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it, 
she lives next to a very busy highway here. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, if the little squirrel is going to have a little ice cream, you know, who knows what tomorrow brings. Right. I don't yeah. think it's the worst thing in the world that's, that's happening in the world today. So, um, you know, we're going to we're gonna continue to, Good for to you, try man. to Good uh, for you. manage it, but um, but also uh, get a little joy out of it, too, you know. Absolutely. Sure. Well, listen. Yeah. If you if you need to relocate it, evidently a lot of squirrels like my attic. So we're we're trying. Yeah. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we we're wondering if she has babies. If she's going to bring them down for for treats. So we'll, we'll have to we'll have to get an update on that later on. Oh. I do think she has a a good possibility of having well, having can... babies up there. Scott, in that do you think when the when the babies get old enough that they'll come down and probably have like you know birthday parties there go <laughs> well i don't know it's, it's hard to say we're, we're hoping so that, would, that wouldn't be the worst thing for us to happen but uh you know uh, <laughs> I don't that's, know. that's awesome it's, you know i never i never would have believed this would have happened so sure. you know um it's it's uh it's been quite an experience <laughs> i bet yeah. well thanks again uh this is the southern fried philosophy podcast you can check us out at southernfriedphilosophy.com so we'll have your uh we'll have your bid up here and probably in a couple of, uh probably by monday so if you ever that, want to check awesome, it out that's awesome man we love, we really appreciate it all right we're out, we're out of charlotte we're out of charlotte north carolina in it, you know so i think the whole world is ready for a little good news every now and then so uh, that's right we appreciate y'all uh being a part of spreading that so <laughs> thanks okay. scott this thanks, is scott. thank that, you all right y'all take you. care that was scott martin with fantasy isle ice cream and mini golf in mm-hmm. holden beach north carolina so we appreciate him answering a call and <laughs> not, not cussing us out so. <laughs> so that uh we are on two opposite ends of the spectrum uh i'm trying to kill them and he's trying to to save them so well, like but like he go. said though they don't know their next day with that high that highway next door so they <laughs> should enjoy a last meal and yeah <laughs> highway to hell all yeah, right <laughs> there you go <laughs> there might be a putter it might might have to find a new putter so. <laughs> right uh well that was interesting thanks yeah. for uh thanks for that article well, I, I just saw that today. I was like, hey, hey there we yeah, go. Go for it. Pretty apropos for your squirrel <laughs> no infestation. So. so talking about things uh, in the news, let's talk about that United. Well, that's, we? that, well, you got Syria about to blow up, and you have North Korea <laughs> about to blow up, and United New, United <laughs> Airlines seems to be the everything that's so on the news right now. So. United uh, and Pepsi are having the worst week ever. Ooh, yeah. mm. Tell me a little bit about Pepsi. I, you probably know more about it than I do. So there was one of the um, – Jenner, uh, Kardashian, Kardashian kids, whatever. people, yeah. There was in a uh, Pepsi commercial. Basically, uh, she's doing a photo shoot. She uh, sees uh, these people about ready to protest. Um, walk, uh, walking by her photo shoot, she kind of gets uh, involved in that. Uh, walks out, and they go to a police line, and they're all, you know, having their signs that we love everybody, blah blah blah. And then she gets a Pepsi and gives it to the police officer, and the police officer drinks it, and um, it's supposed to make uh, the world a happy place. So, probably not not the best timing for that. Probably so not. So, end the protest by throwing her out there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Throwing the Pepsi out to all the cops, making them drink it, and everybody's happy, happy, hmm. happy. So, hmm. Hmm. we'll so see. So, not smart, PepsiCo. Probably not. Um, I don't know where uh, in the. The pitch process. Somebody said, "Hey, a uh, smart idea. Probably shouldn't. Uh, probably shouldn't do that one." But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so nobody did. Next time, speak up at the meeting when you're pitching an advertising thing. When right. some stupid like that, so, right? There you yeah. Go. We just need. I, I heard somebody say that uh, they just need to have 
uh, somebody on speed dial that has common sense, has the superpower of common sense. Right. And then they would just call them. Uh, and, and you could call Mojo. They can call myself. It'd be like, hey, here's the idea. Is this a good idea, a bad idea? <laughs> and then we would say yes or no. I mean, speed dial will we'll only charge you by the minute. Yeah, so. or, or what's his name from Mad Men? Because evidently mm. he doesn't have a show right now. Oh, yeah. he, was a, he was a pitch guy. So, but he's the pitch guy now for H and R Block, which I don't think I really trust him either. Okay, scratch him off the list. Just give us a call. <laughs> we're, avail- we're available for small consulting fees. So. <laughs> right, just for free, just for fun. <laughs> right. So, uh, all right. So United. So let's get to that. Uh, that. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure by now, unless you're hiding under a rock because it's all over the Facebooks and Twitter. Or you are the rock. Or you are the. Well, that would be kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, United had a uh, flight from, on Sunday night from Chicago to Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, on a United, Spread, a United Express uh, airline. And I think it was like flight number 4311, I believe is what it was. So basically what happened was, what, what had happened, happened was, was uh, the gate attendant and the stewardess, uh, stewardess or flight attendants, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. sexist now. Yeah, you know. Uh, the flight attendants asked for volunteers mm-hmm. to conveniently give up their seats. Um, reason why is because they United had oversold or overbooked mm-hmm. uh, the flight. Yep. Um, this is a co- actually a common practice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's nothing new. Uh, yeah, it's basically what happened was Jimmy Carter. One of the only things he actually did good as a president, besides uh, this is going back to Jimmy Carter. <laughs> actually, actually, okay. Jimmy Carter actually helped deregulate the airline okay. airlines, and which saved. Uh, by increasing competition, it actually saved millions and millions of dollars to consumers. So back part of the deregulation process back then, this, uh, Jimmy helped implement uh, this this new whole new rules and mm. uh, kind of a covenant of contract or, car- or a contract of carriage with mm. airlines. And part of this contract of carriage, there's several rules. Mm. Um, there's one rule called number rule rule number twenty five. Um, basically, it's called involuntary uh, cancellation of of passage. Okay, uh, basically. At any time, the airlines can cancel your passage or your trip mm-hmm. due to their needs. Now, they have a thing where their any of their staff, flight attendants, pilots, get first priority over any paying customers. Hmm. Okay. So okay. not saying it's the smartest. Right. But it's part of it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. That wasn't the smartest coming up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So they enacted this Rule 25, okay. which allowed them to kick off – Passengers. Now okay. they did it. They they started off okay. Hey, we're we'll, we'll give anyone a four hundred dollar voucher. Mm-hmm. Okay, no takers. We'll give you eight hundred. Mm-hmm. And I think they had one couple mm-hmm. that that volunteered for the eight hundred dollar voucher. Right. So they're still mil- missing two seats. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, the flight attendants went ahead and called um, the Chicago Airport uh, Transportation Cops, and they came in. <laughs> and if you know anything about Chicago and cops. <laughs> I don't matter if you're rental cops or regular cops there. Sometimes they can they can be a little forceful. So, how uh, much how much would I loved it if it was Paul Paul Bart Ball Cop? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, this guy probably had a better chance. Yeah. But um, so with this, with them calling the cops, they actually enacted another rule, which was Rule Twenty One, where they can actually forcibly remove hmm. anyone under this. And and people may be asking, where where, where do I see these rules? Where actually they're on the interwebs, you can find them. Um, just put in a contract of carriage. But basically, anytime you buy a ticket, mm-hmm. it's that fine print hmm. that you you submit to their terms and agreements. All right. So, so anyway, the Chicago Airport police um, come in, and one guy volunteer gets up once he sees the cops. He's like, "Hey, yep, none I'm of out. this. I'm out. I'm done." Mm-hmm. But uh, we had one 69 year old doctor from Kentucky mm-hmm. who decided, "Hey, I got patients tomorrow morning." 
I need to be on this airline. Sure. So uh, with that, the cops forcibly decided to remove him. Uh, in the process, hitting his head against one of the armrests and splitting uh, his side of his head open a little mm-hmm. bit. And they dragged him out. And, of course, I think the rest of his history, you know, so all right. of everyone with their cameras uh, <laughs> had, yeah. him, had this guy being dragged out. So uh, that's basically what happened in a nutshell. Um <laughs> After that, there's still kind of there's still some news that's kind of hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, either a he got loose from the cops <laughs> and came back in, right. came back in, uh, <laughs> came back in bloody uh, and bludgeoned, saying, uh, yelling, "Kill me now, <laughs> cops!" or something like that. He, he kept. I saw the video, and uh, he, he's going, "I gotta go home. I gotta go <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah. I gotta go home." <clears throat> So, Which owns me, by the way. <laughs> I have not seen that video. Oh, I got to show it to you. But uh, yeah, so that's that's basically what happened. Made. So, so where if okay. let's put you in the situation. Okay, you're sitting down there. Right. Um, cops come in to say, "Hey, it's time to go. Uh, we need you off the plane." Where do where do you do? I've been to jail a couple of times. I'm not going to go. With that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would have stood my ground. I mean, hmm. I, I think, uh, especially if I'm in a situation with a cop. Right. Or, or, I mean, situation as a doctor, and I do have patients on a Monday morning. Right. I got to get back. Right. So I, I think I would probably still stand my ground there. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would probably even maybe even consider taking the $800 voucher because the um, Louisville, uh, Chicago from Louisville is only four hours, mm-hmm. four and a half hours, I yeah. think. I would have at least taken an Uber or mm-hmm. a Lyft and pocketed the other bucks, you know. Yeah. I still had, I still got home and had made a few hundred bucks off of it. So yeah. I probably would have done that, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. If they, if I accepted the eight hundred, I think actually I think it went up to a thousand bucks is what I think the final mm. bidding price was. I think uh, by the rules, the most that it could be is if you're in, uh, did some research on this as well. If you have not boarded the plane, the most they can give you is up to two hundred percent of the plane ticket that you bought. I think up to eight hundred dollars. Okay. And then once you're on the plane, the most that they can give you is they have to give you four hundred percent of the flight of. The cost of your ticket up to thirteen hundred dollars. Okay, makes um, sense. So these folks were already on the plane, so it could have gotten up to thirteen hundred dollars. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but going back to the overbooking thing, also, mm-hmm. plane uh, airlines have traditionally booked by over ten percent mm-hmm. because I guess there was a economist named um, Julian Simon who actually came up with this concept of mm-hmm. overbooking. And where ten percent of people don't show up or show up late, so they right. miss a flight. So the books, are sure. uh, so airlines are basically. Uh, going off of you know ninety uh, percent full plane to mm-hmm. lose money yada 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 right. so they, this overbooking does work and mm-hmm. has worked in oh, the yeah. past yeah. and basically what traditional what happens is if they overbook it they give someone a voucher and mm-hmm. usually send another flight in whatever so it right. actually usually works out this time yeah. they didn't um, so where where do we stand where do you stand so um, I think for me especially knowing um, the rules there twenty five twenty one. I think that I would have probably stood my ground until the cops came at that point, because it's a whole nother ball game when cops are involved um, because it's so the FAA and police. And it's just so like different. It's a different ball game when, when cops are involved with that. So I would have probably gone to wait until the cops came, took my $1,300 and if they know, still offered it to you, well, yeah. they have to yeah. um, by that law, they have to give you 400% or 1300 up to 1300. So they have to give you that. So I would have waited until the cops came and then probably would have booted me off. So I think, um, you know, like I said, as a libertarian, uh, we like, we, we value contracts because that's, 
assuring two two parties have an equal agreement. You know, right. if you're going to buy something or you're going to sell something, there's terms of agreement there. So we we enjoy that. It's part of economy. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, this corporation in the day and age of social media and cameras mm-hmm. and phones and yeah. and whatever. Stuff like this is a bad, oh, yeah. bad karma. Yeah. I mean, bad mojo, no no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, literally, literally, once this video surfaced and went viral, yeah. their stocks dropped $1.4 billion. In the first day. The yeah. first day. And Second value. day I saw it was two. It went back up to like 255 mil. But, right. but going back to the question on your contract, like the contract that you agreed to when you purchased that ticket is – 25 and 21 th- those rules mm-hmm. so i mean you are kind of having to play by their rules because that is in the contract when you do buy the ticket that if they need the seat you got to give up your seat and then you will be reimbursed the other way right so, and, and i think also um you know i think what made it even worse beside not even just the social media um aspect of the viral, the video going viral because mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of context. You know what I'm saying? Right. Some of the videos are cut so much right. to where all you saw was this guy being drug, drugged out, um, red bellied mm-hmm. and bleeding. Yeah, and that's basically it. Yeah. Um, what made it worse was when the CEO of United <laughs> comes out no, no. and doubles down. <laughs> he doubles down on it. Yeah, and I mean, and basically just puts foot in mouth. Yeah. I'm gonna find this article or hands on passenger. Either way. Yeah, it's yeah. I think that it's you know, if my question is, what would happen if there wasn't cameras there? You know, and yeah. and well, back in the old days, it would just be hearsay. Yeah, you know, and, exactly. And back in the old days, it would be no one would know about it, and would never have an opportunity to boycott or to know this right. rules exist. Well, and as a, as a culture, like we agree with the authority or the company or the government more than we will trust, like, you know, so-and-so oh, yeah. said. So it without the age of the cell phone and the cameras, then then this story is not even breaking news. Right, and this the CEO, CEO Munoz, um, like I said, he goes and doubles down. Mm-hmm. The, the first part is he doubles down and uh, does victim blaming, that this <laughs> guy was not cooperative, well. and then um, he was – belligerent mm-hmm. called him belligerent and not not cooperative things like that right and then not only does he double down but he also triples down <laughs> oh, no. later on and starts blaming um the, the victim again mm. and then also this the internet sleuths mm-hmm. out there the the yeah. keyboard warriors who do research um instead of looking at this what it, for what it is, mm-hmm. goes and starts digging in the past yeah. of this Kentucky doctor. And, and they found something from 10 years ago. That needs, like, I don't even want to bring it up, just because it's it's so stupid. That, yeah, that's something 10 years ago. I mean, really, come on. I mean, 10 years ago, I was pretty stupid, too. That has nothing to do with you no, sitting on a plane. That absolutely it's not. It's so stupid. So don't, you know, don't even bring it. Like, why? Yeah. Because something happened 10 years ago? Good Lord. What what If I get on a plane, they could look at my... Internet history from 10 years ago. Hey, mm. buddy, you know, like. Hmm. And dollars to donuts, I bet you, just me, it's probably mm-hmm. either United or one of the airline lobbyists probably leaked that information. They probably went in minute within minutes of finding this guy's name. They probably mm. went out and researched to leak this name. It's a shame. Wow. So, but whatever it was, it was pretty dirty. Either so. way, that guy's going to not have to see a patient for probably the rest of his life. I mean, <laughs> well, 69, he's pretty much got left, not much of it left. But, <laughs> well, his, his I, kids and his grandkids probably won't have yeah, to. Yeah, this, evidently, this $700 ticket is probably the, the most expensive $700 ticket uh, 
uh, United has ever dished out because right now the guy has a lawsuit for $7.3 million, I think, mm. is what uh, his lawyers filed. But not only that, the stock evaluation prices, too. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. I mean, they, they lost their cookies on that one. <coughs> Um, so, uh, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting story. I would have, like, you, you say you would have stayed in your seat. I would have gone until the cops came, but here's my question. Like it, if you saw that starting to go down where the guy is getting about, getting about ready to get beat, shouldn't somebody else have stood up to say, Hey, look, don't, don't mess with that guy. He's a doctor. He's got to see patients. I'll just go, you know, like somebody should have stood up on that plane. Right. You know, of course on a Sunday, you just you never, you never know the context for people. So, sure. Um, but people should have probably stood up and raised their voice. I mean, you're looking at three cops, two mm-hmm. or three cops, and you have a plane load of 100, 100 plus passengers. Right. Uh, I'm not saying like do a mutiny on the, you know, on the deck, but right. Like, hey, keep yourself in check, guys. This is this is stupid. I mean, yeah. You're they could have really caused the guy some more damage than than yeah. what he got. Just a simple cut on his head, but. I don't know. That That is pure madness, and yeah, hopefully this thing dies down pretty soon because, <laughs> ironically, I'm flying United to Ireland. So, oh, no. so I got my parachute packed. So. <laughs> I, but, flew, I flew from uh, Chicago to Charlotte uh, United, and it was the least crowded plane I've ever been on in my life. The uh, past, like, the, the back seven rows were flat empty. I had the entire row to myself. That's pretty so, awesome. I can't believe my wife actually booked United. She knows how much I hate United because <laughs> every time, without a doubt, they lose one of my bags. Oh. So we get to Ireland, and I'm, you know, mm. I got the Blarney Stones and the Shillelagh. <laughs> no undies. I'm, I'm going to be mad. So, but yeah, that's hopefully wow. that does. Yeah. But I tell you what, the, the positive thing that's come out of this oh, yeah. is the internet gold. Oh, People, yeah. I wish I had the meme creating skills of people, man. They they have created some awesome stuff. Yeah, I mean, our, our the one that you posted on our uh, on our Twitter account is probably the one that has taken off the most out of everything we've done. It's got three hundred retweets and likes. And yeah, all that. And we're and we're not active on Twitter, but you know, yeah. we occasionally we'll post stuff. But that one, that yeah. one's, that's our closest to viral because I woke up and I saw forty nine mentions. And I'm like, holy cow, we're going viral a little bit. So <laughs> that part was cool. But also, uh, what didn't help also <laughs> was. Uh, United evidently the next day updated their their app. <laughs> right, and part of the update it says it dra- uh, updates uh, the drag and drop problem. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> so yeah. United United, uh, United uh, tech workers, I guess, mm-hmm. probably didn't see the memo. So. <laughs> they were too busy in India trying to create that stupid app. <laughs> so anyway, listen to Punjabi MC. Hey, who doesn't like some Punjabi? All right. Well, I think that's going to sum up our show. It yeah. was a whole lot of nothing, but uh, a whole lot of fun. Hey, we just we, we had to get back in the studio because you haven't been here so long, so we had yeah. to get another one thrown down. So, but we appreciate you guys listening as always. Once again, you can find us on Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can find us at the website at www.southernfryphilosophy.com, and you can also find us at Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio, and also our new Patreon link at Patreon. P A T com forward slash SFP radio. Once again, donate a buck, a couple bucks, Starbucks coffee of the day. Anything else. Yeah. $100, $1,000, whatever, whatever you like. Yeah. Listen, you could, you could, you know, feed a kid in, in, in Africa or you could sponsor us either way. One of those two. <laughs> or you can do both. Or both. How yeah, about you both? Can, you can, we'll split, we'll split the cost. So, <laughs> but no, we appreciate you. If you like, if you guys like uh, what we do, make sure you go mm-hmm. to our iTunes Google Play, Stitcher, subscribe, uh, follow, 
uh, give us a like, and also share the episodes that you like the yeah, most. And please do. Please also, anytime we have a guest, go to please go to their Facebook page or, or social media account. Please give them a follow because uh, especially ones you really like because they, mm-hmm. they enjoy that also. Yeah, they, no doubt. They give want the interaction. Love. That's right. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in. You're listening to Southern Fried Philosophy. And as always, keep it rolling. Hello. Goodness, <laughs> Potter. What, uh, what kind of flavors you got for me today? Nut. <laughs> Do you have uh, peanuts? <laughs> Do you have a rocky road? <laughs>